Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. I'm continuing the series of Psyche today, and today I have Natsune Oki on the show. She is a Japanese author of the game of self domination. She is also a startup owner of foreignconnect.org, where she helps companies expand their businesses abroad. She's also the host of Life Education. At, which is basically a, a life up show and she's so focused on the importance of building resilience but also operating in a space of happiness and joy despite what's going on around you so I really hope you enjoy this conversation. Hi Natsume, welcome to Unplug with Annie. Thank you very much for having me today. It's lovely to talk to you. I, I'd love for you to tell the audience uh, a little bit just to introduce yourself about what you're currently doing and a little bit about Life Up Education TV. Yes, so my name is Natsune Oki. This is my book right here, The Game of Self-Domination. I'm a host of Life Up Education TV. I'm also the author of my book, The Game of Self-Domination. And I also have a, a company in Tokyo, a business in Tokyo. It's called Foreign Connect, where I basically help Japanese companies to expand their business in abroad, um, specifically in America right now. And the way I do it is basically providing them, um, like I act as a business agent and also I act as like country manager. Okay, amazing. Well, you, it looks like you've got a lot, a lot going at the moment. Um, yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that it's like me. I, I like I like keeping busy, hands in everything. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit specifically about this book now, the game of self domination. Yeah, this book talks about how can we create mental transformation in three different phases. The first phase discusses how can one create commitment in life, right? Like how can one go from like, uh, I'm, I want something to happen, but I'm not sure I don't want to commit. Like, I don't want to, you know, get in the work. But in the first phase, what I notice is that when you want to create momentum, it's all about building up emotion and finally come to the point where you have no other option, but you need to change. Like you have to want to change. Right. So that like desire to change is only caused by your emotional like very like uh, um yeah like emotional triggers so mm -hmm. in the first phase is all about talking about emotion building up your emotion and really asking yourself like what do you want like why are you slacking right so that's the first phase and in the second phase we we start talking about perseverance in the plan uh, that we stick to on from the first phase where now it becomes much harder to pursue, right? Like the committing phase is more like idea phase. Um, and then perseverance phases takes a lot of uh, practice that takes actual um, operation this phase. So we start talking about like self-awareness of like, what do you really want? Because without knowing that it's very, it gets really hard to persevere, whatever you decide. And then this, we also talk about like, what is rejection? What does it mean? Uh, we deploy logical thinking. Um, mm -hmm. I, I come from business and economics background. I studied business and economics. I've had, um, I've worked in like small startups and also like mid-sized like consulting companies. I've also had my own business and stuff like that. So I come from very like a business background. 
and then the way my brain works is like I I can understand the body of both like arts and science arts and maths right because I have the background business but my personality is so like artistic I guess like mm -hmm. I love human and I love communication like you know in that nature so you know one of the benefits I have for having this brain is that I look at many things from the perspective of business, managing business. And this is why in the second phase, when we speak about perseverance, uh, I speak a lot about like um, business strategies and then turning that into life strategy on how you can look at different things from very like logical perspective, very like practicality perspective, right? So I talk about that. Um, and then in there, I also developed this tool that people can use. It's called uh, Life Up Method. And it's a scoring system that helps you to manage your task management. But I, you can apply that in a life management too. And then that predicates on from five different uh, ideas from business and economics. Um, the first one comes from Italian engineer. The second one comes from international consulting firm and then the third one comes from japanese uh, mode, um, car production company toyota mm -hmm. and then the fourth one comes from a british economist like from long time ago and then the fifth one finally comes from 34th president of the united states and then they were each of them had their own like framework that they developed so basically what i did there was i um i took all these ideas from business people and well people from economic uh, economics took them into like smashed them into one matrix and the framework that people can use in life strategy mm -hmm. uh, so that i included in my second phase of the book and then the third phase i start talking about let's redefine our definition of success and happiness because mm -hmm. In the second phase, you know, when we talking, when we talk about the uh, perseverance, we speak also a lot about the defining failure, which is like super important topic. But I think what's missing in today's society, well, what's missing in, in our current society is it's it's not even current. Like the time is probably irrelevant in this uh, in this picture. But I think what's missing in our society is knowing what it is that makes us really happy, right? Like we assume what is happiness is and without necessarily knowing what it is, like right. customized happiness, right? So I speak about that in the end, happiness. So, you know, it maybe comes with a surprise because, you know, I deploy this like a tone of business. I deploy this tone of like practicality, super like logical, you know, uh, narrations. But in the end of the day, like at the tour, at the end of my book, you know, I even included like two or three different uh, poetries that I found around life, just, you know, generally discussing about life and, you know, how like there's no waste of time in life, you know, like you're exactly where you should be. And in the end, like what matters is your happiness. And right. So if you can start from that place of abundance, you can mm -hmm. also create more. And there's actually science backing up that even like there's actual like a uh, field called happiness psychology which is right. a, which is a, one study that i also included in my book um but yeah so that's what i talk about okay so that's like transition and transformation right right and yeah and all of that 
super interesting. I love the fact that you talk about reframing uh, success and failure. I think that is really important because understanding what our own definition of success and failure is, I think, um, is actually easier said than done. I think people find it really difficult because we're in this constant state of comparing ourselves with other people's success and their failures too. Um, mm -hmm. a, a lot of your content generally is built around this idea of perseverance, as you said, and building resilience and adversity. Um, so just talking a little bit more about this specific to you, was there any period or instance in your life which you found particularly challenging or particularly difficult where you really had to practice resilience? Because it's one thing to obviously say this is what we believe, but another thing to really practice those principles, right? And implement it in our own life. I would say that I didn't really have that time when I truly follow my in instinct. Like if you ask my friends, for example, like hands down, my family, my friends, like people are close to me, they would tell you straight up, they don't know anyone as hard a worker as I am like when I'm on onto my own thing. But that being said, I have also like been there, done that kind of situation. Like I have also lived a life of like, you know, caring about other people's opinion, like following other people's like definition of happy, like success and all that. And I mean, having that work ethic, just natural like work ethic. I, I had worked really hard in that each role, but at the same token, like, it was very hard for me to persevere because I just didn't know why I was doing what I was doing, right? Like I was doing that for like wanting to be accepted from the society, wanting to be verified that mm -hmm. I was valuable to in the terms of someone else. And now I really switched my journey into like, you know, validation is always here. Like I, I really decided to shut down that noise. Yeah. Now I don't necessarily meet any time where I find myself like really, um, you know, getting really like, you know, disappointed about something and just let that destroy my like mood or let that destroy my perseverance. Like it just, yeah. it just doesn't happen because yeah, not that I know of so far, <laughs> thankfully. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, 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 that's, that's, that's really good. But like you said, um, you know, you, you definitely had that phase of caring about what other people thought and you, mm -hmm. you, you got through it. I think that's the main thing. We all, we all grow uh, from our yeah. experiences. And I would have to say this definitely has been a journey. Like, you know, when I first started my own business also, like, for example, like, you know, thinking back when I questioned myself, right? Like when uh, the time when I was actually asking, like, you know, am I just stupid? Like, do I, you know, am I wasting my time, right? Like, that was a question definitely came to my mind. But I think I overcame that because I noticed, like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Like, I, I wasn't doing that for anyone else, right? Like, at that point, my trigger for my self-doubt didn't come from me questioning myself. But I was at the time what I was thinking was what I was thinking was how do I look to the other people who are successful in my age like that was the question mm -hmm. like that was a trigger I was wow. like, I kind of started 
trying to see how other people saw me because I was failing at that time, right? Like I, and then that was a trigger. And mm. see, so coming back to your point, like the trigger has always been like when I try to follow other people's term right. versus like what made me happy. And then at that time, very fortunately, I think it comes with the training. It comes with the, um, just, you know, the, in the course of practicing like entrepreneurship, like you kind of come to the conclusion, like, wait, like there's no rule. Like there's no, you have to be this way or that way you have to achieve this or that, like with the practicality, like that already, that really depends on the context of your life. Like mm -hmm. what you want definitely can differ from what someone else's want. Like, mm -hmm. and I had to learn that like over the course of, you know, uh, pursuing this journey, I think. Right, right. Yeah, no, I think you said some really crucial, important things uh, there about, about finding what makes us happy. And also mm -hmm. it emphasizes how much we need to really not focus on what other people are doing and what they think. And I think, again, easier said than done. But like you said, like, you know, practicing through the journey, it's never mm -hmm. about being perfect. So you focus on this idea of, of having fun, despite hardship right you're focusing on on the good as opposed to focusing on the bad not to say uh you know hard times don't exist but by focusing on the fun you automatically i think generally stay in a more positive state i don't really like the word positive but maybe in a more happy state um do you think there's a specific formula i know you expand on this in the book but is, mm. there, is there that one thing which you think is crucial for the audience to know in terms of um, that, that trigger point to finding the fun or the happiness? I think, uh, like, okay, so giving you a little bit of more context of my background, for example, right? Like I, I had been having pretty courageous journey so far, a uh, very unique one. And then one of the most courageous thing I did, I think, was me as a Japanese, like foreigner person, um, like, you know, like you can probably tell, like my English is not even my first language, like my first language is Japanese. Mm -hmm. And like, I was, I stayed in Seattle, but then I moved to Miami and it was so crazy, whole that journey, like when I did that, it, it just felt and it looked so crazy move because, you know, here I am like with a degree, but then like, I didn't have any connection. I didn't have any plan, but I basically went to Miami. <laughs> like, right. what, what, what happened? Right. Like I didn't even have a plan. <laughs> and when, when you ask me that question, one point that comes to my mind is like, uh, be, because now like, you know, it's slightly different now. I'm going to, I'm going to describe how it is now a little bit later, but to kind of uh, address what you asked me about is that there was that time where it was getting really hard. Like it was a, such a shit show. Like I didn't have a place to live. Like it was just so like close to like a desperation. You know what I mean? Like it was just right. like such an uncertainty, like such a, like <laughs> right. but I mean, it was so, at the same time, that chaotic time, you probably wouldn't be able to handle that if you're not like early in a 20 age, right? Like 
if you're like if that happened like a lot later it, it would have been a lot harder for me to handle but so basically at the time like it was really uh, it was such a shit show i didn't have a job i didn't have a place to live i like i literally didn't know what to do right and then it lasted for a little bit and it was such a crazy journey nobody wanted to hire me because i'm japanese and i didn't even have a visa like proper visa and all the local companies would definitely prefer to hire local people right <laughs> like, yeah. like who the fuck is this person right so right. you know i was really and i didn't have any friends i didn't have any family like it was such an uncertainty and um i at some point like really got really like i don't know desperate like i um, but negative desperate like i was very worried i didn't know what's gonna happen like i was very i wasn't depressed but yeah close to depressed right like every day having anxiety like everything like that right like because mm -hmm. it was just so uncertain and one thing one day i noticed is that wait a minute like i can still write i can still write i can right. still read i still have my arms i still have my legs like wow mm -hmm. like this is amazing right like i didn't i i took all that granted like i i didn't look at it as an asset like i didn't like i didn't even think of them as my asset like wow right like like it was that basic like i went there right like i literally didn't have anything to be proud of I, anything i thought was asset by my side but if you really think about it like if you can walk that's asset like some there are people who can't do that if you yeah. if you can read if you can write if you have the arm to like work like you literally have everything it takes for you to be, become successful and that perspective i didn't have it but wow. i was listening to someone and someone kind of like put that in my mind and i was almost i well there was no option for me to give up at that point but you know i was really sad every day uh but after i heard that i was like look like i gotta i gotta figure something out like i'm yeah. like literally i have everything it takes for me to figure all this out like I'm, my problem is not even serious like and then that's that was definitely a triggering moment and for me uh, someone who was experiencing all that with this body, like in a micro experience, like it just felt so, the pressure felt so heavy on me, right? Like it right. felt like an actual disaster for me at the time. Now I, I feel like, ah, it wasn't a disaster. Like, it was okay. <laughs> but at the time I was like really suffering. And yeah, so that was, the, that, that would be the time I would uh, give it to you for now. But now uh, the way I think of it now, it's like when I, when, when I meet this type, uh, you know, for example, Corona, like, you know, I, so I, uh, I run my own thing, right? Like it definitely has some effects on my clients. It definitely has some effects on like how much need I'm getting, like, you know, everything like that is affected because of Corona. But I think it's over the time, it's just comes down to practice too. Like, now i just don't have an option to be so sad because i'm just already happy i'm so thankful like i yeah. i try not to take anything for granted i i try to operate with humility like i i want to understand that i don't mean anything to the world 
but I still have this amazing opportunity that I can live. Like, like life is not getting like my friend, like last week he got diagnosed that he had a brain cancer and he got, uh, he, he was told that he could live only like three, three more years and that's it. Like we lose perspective, right? Like we, we, we lose, like, we lose perspectives, but like just by you being healthy and have this opportunity to experience the life, like that's incredible. Like 400 trillion in one, like that's an incredible opportunity you have. Like you already won. Like there's nothing you need to worry about. Like <laughs> you're healthy. Like why are you? <laughs> wow. So I think that when, when I switched my uh, perspective, in that where I started not taking anything for granted like I think that um, then what we are talking about here like hasn't been a problem for me wow 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 well I think I mean you know you you said some really incredibly important things I think valuing our health and just uh, that switch to a mindset of gratitude I think that's huge. I love what you said about, you know, if we have legs to move and and arms. And I love that because I think people don't talk about that enough, actually. It's like, because it, maybe it's too basic, but the fact that you're actually drawing attention to these things, I think that's huge. And it's a really good reminder that we have so much to be grateful for that, you know, we can, we can, we can go after our dreams if, if at least we have all of these things, there's nothing that we can't do. You know, I think, I think that's super important. Is, is there someone particular, particularly that is like a mentor to you that has really spoken into your life, inspired you, that you look up to maybe a, mm-hmm. a person that you know personally or just, you know, and anyone in the world who you really look up to? Yeah, um, I think, I mean, it's accumulation of different things that uh you know um if you have a right like you know arms to like if you have a legs to move if you have like that quote come from tony robbins uh mm-hmm. tony robbins yes but i think it's accumulation of different things like you know one of the reasons i think if if i really go back to my basic like the fundamental of who i am like i think so much for my parents too because like in a true sense, in a true mean, I understand that uh, both of my parents would suffer sometimes, right? Uh, in micro, like in a daily life, micro, but yeah. at macro, like at the core, at the very like foundation, mm-hmm. they're super happy people. Like they're not sad. They're not negative. They're super happy people. And they're, they're good. Their values are good. Yeah. They're super loving. Like, I was brought up with love, lots of love. So I don't feel like lacking because I was raised with love more because of that. I feel like I'm, I come from abundance. Like I, I don't feel like I'm lacking something, you know, because I come from love. Right. So that's something I really appreciate for my parents, both of my parents. Wow. Wow. That's so good. That's, that's incredible. It's amazing. And I think it emphasizes how our relationships really impact and affect us and have long lasting effect on us. And um, 
to have that from you know your your main caregivers i think that's super crucial because that's the time when you're growing up that you really develop this core foundation of what healthy relationships and loving relationships look like so that's incredible obviously 2020 now just jumping ahead a little bit uh was a crazy year where we were hit by a pandemic and it really thrust everyone into uncertainty no one was prepared for it we couldn't have anticipated it um as someone like you who really constantly is developing their self-awareness learning about themselves and you know striving to just continue accelerating despite that was there something that to, the 2020 experience taught you specifically um and if you could share a little bit about that everything still feels like daily hassle like everything <laughs> <laughs> like ever since like you know my journey started like so like 2020 well definitely getting clients become a lot harder right but, you know the thing is like i don't dwell i don't dwell on what is not happening because it's not happening like even if i try to think like i even if i try to complain about what is not happening and try to wish that something that is not happening was to happening <laughs> that doesn't happen like <laughs> so i just zero time on like thinking about what should happen but instead i my my focus is always so like on to what can i do what can wow. i do like if something happened like what can i do like i can't change that shit like I, what can i do so i don't necessarily like you know dwell on what i lost so if for example like when i uh when it becomes harder for me to get a client i my next solution was i came up with another like a smaller campaigns to uh reach more clients for right. price, right like you know like stuff like that you need to constantly adjust yourself too i guess that itself is a learning i guess the uh context around 2020 uh as a like hard year like a year that associate with like negativity, like failure, um, harder to succeed. Like, you know, when we speak about the year from that angle, like I would definitely say that, like, I'm always like, so onto learning. I'm always so onto like production over dwelling and, you know, wishing, romanticizing what should happen to my life. Right. Um, so I didn't even notice this was learning for me, but I yeah. think that whole mindset of like, you try not to dwell on what is not happening, not, not try not to romanticize of like your life of what you want life to happen because no one cares and that's not gonna happen. So you need to like always understand that whatever you wish doesn't matter. Like you need to practice, like you need to work and then hopefully into the direction you want something to happen and then without putting the work, like nothing can happen. So hopefully, yeah by you working on it like something good can happen um in right. the way you're imagining right so yeah yeah no i think that's the, the that's a really great point i love the fact that you said that you don't dwell on it because i think that's probably where the most conflict lies i think with all the energy spent on dwelling on what's not happening versus versus like you said thinking about what can i do i think reframing that narrative just automatically makes puts you in a better mood right so um that's great thanks for sharing that well Natsume, it was so lovely talking to you i think uh, you know your outlook 
really is inspiring and I think encouraging in so many ways. It's not that you've had this perfect, easy life and therefore you're thinking this way. I think you've been through your own struggles and it's, you know, testimony to the fact that you've decided to keep learning and and never stop growing and, and knowing that it's all part of the journey. So I think that's wonderful. If people want to get the book, uh, The Game of Self-Domination, what do they need to do? Where do they need to go? Um, they can go to my website, lifeofeducationtv.com, and then the book is available there. Um, I also list it on Amazon. Uh, so if you search uh, The Game of Self-Domination, uh, you can also get it from there. Thank you. Thank you so much for jumping on and sharing a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. And that was the end of another episode on Unplug with Annie. We're continuing this series next week. Until then, stay tuned with everything Unplug on the IG and Facebook page, Unplug with Annie, and also the website, www.unplugwithannie.com. If you'd like to sign up to the newsletters, you can do so on the website, and you will receive special newsletters every week, way before Sunday's release, so you get to know ahead of time who Sunday's guest is, a little more more in-depth detail about the guest um, and lots more of course so stay tuned till next week